Hello, welcome to the But Are You Happy podcast. My name is Christine Vega Perez, and I'm a decision-making and accountability life coach. I'm here to help you feel calm and confident to tackle all that life throws your way. I'm an RN turned life coach, mama to my two amazing boys, and fulfilled a dream goal with my husband of relocating from Pennsylvania to Florida. On this podcast, I'll share strategies and tools to get your mindset right to go after what you want with one core question in mind. But are you happy? Okay, we're about to get into the episode, but I wanted to pause and say, if you're ready to start building your foundation of calm, if you're looking to increase your confidence in decision-making and go after the things that you want and start reaching your goals and feeling joy more regularly, then let's chat. I'm a decision-making and accountability life coach, and I'd love to see how I can help. You can find me on lifesriskmanagement.com and book a strategy call or message me directly through Instagram. My handle is lifecoach.christine. Looking forward to speaking with you. Welcome back. This is episode 54, Patience. And before I dive into the episode, as always, I want to remind you to please go ahead and leave a written review wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast. I'd greatly, greatly appreciate it. I'll read it on here, and I always pick someone for a free coaching session. So go ahead and leave that review. All right. This episode is about patience, right? Patience is a virtue. But really, I feel like patience is a key piece to maintaining our calm. If you've been listening, you know that I think that building our foundation of calm is the starting block for everything. It's how we can then enjoy life more. It's how we can then go after big and scary goals. If we have a foundation of calm, we can add and layer to that. And patience is definitely an item that is important for maintaining our foundation of calm. So I wanted to talk about it. I think of patience as if you picture a rope and it's pulled really, really, really tight, that if you would like tug on it, it's going to snap right back. To me, that's how I see, that's how I feel when I'm low on patience. I can feel it. I know that I'm low on patience that's what I see, right? This like tight rope that if anything like even touches it, it's going to snap. And so when I feel pretty good and full of patience, my rope is more just loose, hanging, you know, nice and flowy. And so when it gets pulled on, it gives, it gives to whatever's pulling on it. It doesn't just snap back. It it's actually kind of goes with that flow. It can give and, and go with whatever's pulling on it. For me, my biggest examples of what when I can gauge my patience level is with my kids because kids require a lot of patience. And so when I snap on them, I know my patience is low versus if something that they do is, you know, crazy. I don't know. We're not even crazy. Just what kids do, right? Like full cup of milk goes flying all over the floor. If I just go with the flow and manage it, it's because my patience is good. I'm at a good level with that. 
So there's a variety of ways where your patients can be tested. And that I give my kids example, but so I'm an RN and I just know being on the floor, our patients can be tested with our patients, right? With the people that are in the hospital, they are not feeling well and they're sick. And so they're demanding and that can then become, that can feel difficult. They can become difficult people to manage. And yes, they're sick. They're not feeling well, they're defeated, but they then take that out on the person in front of them. And so if my patience is low, I'm not going to be able to manage this patient as well versus when I'm my patience is full. So it can be a variety of situations. I'm sure as I'm speaking, you can think of times where you're like, man, yeah, my patience is low. I don't have the patience for this right now. So, and then the, also recognize the difference, right? And how you feel when you don't have the patience. Of course, it's beneficial for those around us because we're not snapping on them, but also it's beneficial for us because we're not so tight and round up and ready to oh, just explode. Like that feeling, it doesn't feel good. That causes, you know, anxiety and pressures and just all of this buildup on ourselves. So working on it is beneficial for those around us and also us. So what can you do to keep your patients full, right? To not be low on having patients. And there's different things that will work different for everybody. So of course I'm gonna speak from what works for me, but I know that without exercise, my patience drops. My patience just plummets if I'm not moving my body. And, you know, we can often think, well, I'm so, I'm so tired. How can I also add exercise? And won't that just make us more tired? But it doesn't. It really does get the oxygen flowing, building the strength in your body. And then you then turn around and have more energy. And patience takes energy. That takes energy. When you're exhausted, you don't have patience which leads me to my next thing is sleep. And again, I know it's not always easy to get a good night's rest, but whenever you can, make it happen. Make it happen because you are not going to have patience when you're exhausted, when you're sleep deprived. So turn the TV off, set a bedtime reminder, put the phone away across the room, Whatever you got to do, whatever you are recognizing is pulling away from your rest, try to decrease it or eliminate it and make that sacrifice. Make that change because it's too important. You're, you're going to need the rest to increase that patience. And then just any other good practices that you can incorporate. So if you've listened to some of my tools episodes like journaling and gratitude, um, any kind of that those are helpful affirmations, you know, doing something nice for yourself, just taking a moment to step away from the situation that is causing you to lose your patience and to be tested. Because at the end of the day, no matter how much you do, if you're just constantly being pulled and tugged, even that loose rope is going to become taut, right? So you can only tolerate so much. And so it's recognizing that and setting up the boundaries necessary so that you're not constantly being tugged because we can only tolerate so much of the tugging as it is. 
So that's a little bit about patience. I hope this was helpful. Envision how beneficial it will be for you, how much nicer it will be to not be that tightrope and to be that nice flowy rope. Because when you can see that, when you can envision that, when you can recognize that you are a tightrope right now and snapping back, then it's a little bit more easier to incorporate some of the things I've mentioned that can help. Because if it's just a, I should, I should work out, I should go for a walk, but you're not re- recognizing the why behind it, you're probably not as likely to do it. Or I, I should go to bed early, but screw it, I'm a binge watch Netflix. But if you can remind yourself that like, no, you know what, I really am going to go to bed early tonight because I was a tightrope all day today, snapping back and forth, and that didn't feel good. And tomorrow, I want to feel rested. Then you're going to do it. You're going to make those changes. But you got to recognize that you are this, you know, tight rope, snapping back. It's not good for you. There is light to the end of that tunnel. You can make a change. You can make a shift. All right. So deep breaths. Go fill up that patience tank. And I hope you have an amazing day.